The bubonic plague was a global epidemic that killed about 20 million people in Europe, about one-third of the population. It was a terrible disease. Fortunately, there are treatments for it today, and it's incredibly rare, so we would probably not have another pandemic of that kind. Another really important pandemic to note was the 1918 influenza pandemic, which affected about 500 million people. During the wars, it was extremely prevalent, especially World War I. Um, historians now believe that the fatal severity of the Spanish flu's second wave was caused by the mutated virus and troops moving. It appeared in March 1918. The most bloody war or conflict in all of history is World War II, which reached more than 70 million fatalities. The Mongols killed between 60 to 70 million people, just for comparison. Hitler, one of the most infamous people in history, is known for killing many people and as a figure in Nazi-occupied Germany. Hitler was also known for killing his political opponents during the Night of the Long Knives. These included Ernst Rahm, who was Hitler's right-hand man and second-in-command only to Hitler himself. During the 1850s in England, John Snow was an English physician and helped develop anesthesia and medical hygiene. He is considered to be one of the founders of epidemiology because he traced the source of the cholera outbreak in Soho, London in 1854, which he did by removing the handle of a water pump. At this time, most medical professionals believed that different diseases were spread purely through ale contamination. Even before this incident, he believed it came from water contamination, but he couldn't get anyone to take him seriously. Instead, so he decided to chart the different places that the disease was, and he traced all of them to the same water pump. When he was able to confirm the, his suspicions by taking off the handle of the pump and the outbreak stopped immediately, it made a huge jump for modern medicine. It also brought up an ethical question on should doctors try to treat the causes of diseases specifically or should they leave that up to other people like those who are infected, their families, politicians, whoever else, is that their job or not? Going way back in history to the late 1500s, Queen Azinga of Mabundu fought against the Portuguese in their expanding slave trade in Central Africa. She fought them for her entire lifetime. She is one of the only female African leaders, at least she has been one of the most famous ones. Ivan the Terrible, or Ivan Grazani, was really, as the name states, a very terrible person. When his fir first and favorite wife died, he fell into a depression, which made him more crazy than he really was. He killed his own son, also his favorite. Can you imagine your own parents striking you, or, who am I kidding, your sibling more likely on the head and killing you? No. He started the conquest for Siberia and left his entire country in disarray, so his name was well-deserved. Peter the Great became Tsar in 1682, and he went to modernize Russia. One way he tried to do this was to travel around Europe 
and learn their different skills and take ideas from them. Not like mainly, just getting inspiration. He tried to travel disguised as a peasant, however he was incredibly tall, especially for that time, so everybody knew who he was, they just kind of let him be because they understood he was doing his best to be secret, even if it didn't work out very well. Catherine the Great continued Peter's ideas to improve Russia and wanted to keep westernizing Russia. So she actually stays. It's likely that she was the one to stage the coup that overthrew her, her husband. Everyone thought her rule would be very short. However, she ruled for a total of 44 years. Although she wasn't the best ruler at times, she did encourage good things like agricultural reform, healthcare appreciation of the literature, and freedom of worship. After the loss of the Russian-Japanese War in 1905, Tsar Nicholas II was forced to allow the Russian parliament called the Duma to convene. He got rid of them a few weeks later, but World War II allowed for another opening for another revolution to take place. In 1917, the Bolsheviks, led by Lenin and backed by the Germans, moved into power and signed a treaty with Germany to stay out of the war and to give them Russian territory. Nicholas II was shot along with his whole family. There were rumors that the youngest two survived, which persisted for years until through DNA tests it was proven that they did indeed die. The Mexican Revolution of 1910 lasted for about 10 years. It came out because of President Porfirio Diaz, who was around for about 35 years, was an absolutely terrible president with things like controlled election fraud and as in Russia, especially during the Soviet reign, political opponents were arrested, exiled, or disappeared, otherwise known as dead. The revolution lasted for about 10 years. Women were able to vote in the 1950s. I know this is completely useless information to you now since there will never be another DBQ on the Mexican Revolution, but just to increase your anxiety levels until mid-July when you get your test results back. You're welcome. Going back to the French Revolution, it was very important in history and it started in 1789. It was one of the most bloody revolutions in all of history which involved about 10,000 people getting their heads chopped off by the guillotine. A little while after the American Revolution, Americans actually inspired the French to fight for their independence. The reason it started was because the French monarchy was doing nothing for the people and not giving them the resources that they needed to keep living. King Louis, who had a horrible economic policies, died by the guillotine as well as his wife, Marie Antoinette. The people that truly benefited from the revolution were the third estate, which included peasants, artisans, landless labor, servants, merchants, court officials, lawyers that gained liberty and freedoms as well as social and economic status. Napoleon ended the French Revolution and was the first emperor of France. He invaded Russia during the winter and failed, like everyone else. Don't even try. Unless you're the Mongols. The French colony of Haiti had a vault of its own shortly after the French Revolution. 
the whales the slaves revolted against the masters burning the homes and killing anyone who was considered higher up. Napoleon sent over a small army which was defeated and this revolution was the first successful slave revolt and it made the second republic in the new world after the United States. This revolution was followed by the Latin American revolts which originated because the Creoles, which were basically full-blooded Spanish people born in the Americas, were tired of being treated like second-class citizens just because they, you know, totally chose to be born in the Americas instead of Spain or other parts of Europe. And Simon Boulevard led in the colonies to gain independence. Life didn't change much for anyone of a lower class, and with no middle class, it took the government a very long time to stabilize. Join us on next week's episode of Whimsical Randomness for language-rich features with some possible discussion of geometry. It is randomness, after all. <laughs>